From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Red smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides into the dogs and won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. <laughs> They're all here inside the Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show. Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today's guest is Bart Gregory of the SEC Network and the Mississippi State Sports Network. We needed some more cowbell here in the press box, so we went to Bart to tell us about spring game for Mississippi State, year two of the Mike Leach era with the Bulldogs, plus that great Diamond Dogs baseball program. We talked about it all, starting with football, with Bart Gregory of the Mississippi State Sports Network here inside the press box. But, yeah, you've got some guys coming to back. I mean, we lost to Errol Thompson on the defensive side. The defense was really good last year under Zach Arnett. Uh, our, our defense was a pleasant surprise. To be honest with you, if you would have asked me before the season started last year, I would have said if we are the you know, 11th best defense in the SEC, I'll take it because we just lost so many guys off the team the year before that. And this, you know, on the offensive side, I mean, I, I trust Mike Leach. I mean, he's he's been successful wherever he goes. And this team got better as the year went on last year. It had some injuries late in the season. Will Rogers was a true freshman started quarterback. And, and Jack Abraham has really pushed him in the spring as well. I think you're going to get better at wide receiver. You're going to see an influx of, of decent, really good wide receivers. And so that's the thing that uh, that stands out to you over the spring. You didn't have a spring last year. I mean, those guys never conducted a spring practice and because we were going to start late as it was. And so the first time you really get team terminology is when you get back to campus, what, June, late June, early July. Uh, so it was learning things on the fly. But uh, the, the thing about Mike Leach, and he'll tell you, is it's not rocket science. You know, it's, it's pitching and catching. It's baseball. I mean, if i got a quarterback that can throw strikes, that's what I'm worried about. And he talks about, you know, the simplicity and how easy the cuts and different things. But still, it's all about repetition. And you just didn't get a lot of repetition in practice last year that you're getting right now. And so uh, I've talked to a lot of folks that have gone out to practice. I have not gone out to practice. I mean, you guys can vouch for this. Uh, people ask me all the time, man, have you been to football practice? No, I haven't because it's football practice. And I just, I mean, I just don't, you know, you know how it is when you're around it all the time. Hey, but uh, seen, everybody what? I talk to says it's, it's a lot cleaner right now. Yeah, I've seen one Alabama football practice in 14 years. 
Yeah, one. I mean, and it, I was there twenty minutes. The thing. It is almost like a spring game too, Chris. I mean, you know this. I mean, if, if you go out there and the and the offense just rips and roars up and down the field, you've got that glass half empty bar who says, "Man, our defense must be bad." And then yep. if, if the defense is good, you're sitting there going, "Man, our offense is terrible." And that's kind of the way the spring game was the other day. You know, the defense was 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 pretty good, and everybody's talking about, "Man, the offense was bad today." The offense is bad. And that's that's the bad thing about football practices. You don't get the good gauge because you always leave glass half full, you know, if you're that, that kind of guy. Right. No, totally agree with you. Um, tell me what the, the opinion is of your, your head coach now as opposed to uh, when you first got him. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the <laughs> fan base there because I think there were a lot yeah. of there, – there was excitement, but there's question marks with a guy. He's different, man. He's different. Yeah, and I was talking to uh, – it's funny. I was talking to David Kellum, and, of course, we, you know, David's a good friend and friend of y'all's as well at, at all right. this. And, and we were we were talking about this in the press box yesterday about, you know, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss and Mike Leach at Mississippi State. And I think the, the feelings were very similar. Okay, hey, you got a big name. You've got guys who have had success offensively. Uh, but they're, you know, they're, they're, they're a little different. I mean, they're they're a little they're a little different, uh, but as you've seen before, just about all successful head coaches are, are really different in their own special way. But uh, you know, he's come in. You know, Mike's a great conversationalist about a, a lot of things other than football, which kind of it gives a little levity to practice because he'll yeah. get out of practice, and I think that that takes a lot of pressure away from from your quarterbacks and, and other players that are, that are out there because he can. I don't want to say, you know, dumb down practices at all, but he, he can get on their level. Well, that's the kind of the thing that's kind of surprising to me. Here's the thing that really surprised me about Mike Leach and after kind of getting around him and understanding him, because where all wherever he's been, whether it be Texas Tech, whether it be Washington State or anywhere, it's all about this high-flying offense and the defenses have not been very good. And you think that's going to take away, you know, any kind of intensity or, you know, just just how physical you may play. But let me tell you, I don't recall a guy, and this is talking about Jackie Sherrill, Sylvester Croom, you know, Dan Mullen. I mean, it's, it's very similar to Dan Mullen's style of practices about how physical they are at practice. And that's the thing that's really surprised me and surprised a lot of other folks as well because our defense played with some physicality last year. Um, that's the thing that's been the difference between, you know, 12 months ago and right now is, just realizing that that he is a tougher football coach than uh, than I ever thought he would be. Yeah, that was the thing is wondering if if they would be able to to play SEC football. You hear that with West Coast. I mean, when the the two weeks that we had Mike Price as our head coach at Alabama, or that's a, <laughs> that's only a slight exaggeration. Uh, but that was the question: was can they adapt because it is so different? or the perception is that it's different in the West Coast as opposed to the SEC. And I guess that's the the part, you know, can, yeah, you can move the ball. Can you stop anybody? And that's yeah. that's going to wind up being a determining factor if they take a, a step up or not. And it will be. I mean, it's, it's all about staying on the field. I mean, you can't have your defense out there in this league because teams, if, if, if the time of possession gets too high, they're going to run it down your throat. But now here's the thing that's, that's very interesting to me. When you when you start looking at Mike Leach's offense, 
and when you look at Washington State in, in the Pac-12, they, they were at the top part of the Pac-12 every single year in time of possession. And, yeah. you know, five of the last six years of Washington State, they had they had the ball more in time of possession than the other team. Now, you know, time of possession doesn't mean a whole lot. All that really matters is the points on the school board at the end of the day. But, yeah, uh, but, but yeah I mean, that's, and that's, still, hey, that's still the question mark is against the fast defenses of the SEC. When you start going, you know, inside slot receivers against safety, the safeties in this league, the strong safeties are so much better in this league. That's the speed, the lateral speed of the front seven in this league is a separation point between leagues. And so, hey, he still had some troubles last year, but I think, you know, I don't want to call people out. I don't want to say anything about the kids at all. But but I think there's there's an influx of talent at the wide receiver position, and an understanding of the routes. I, I think that's going to I think that's going to be a, a major factor going forward. Mark Gregory, our guest from Mississippi State, inside the press box. Mike Grace, Chris Stewart, J.D. Byers. Let's transition to baseball, if you don't mind. And before we get into players pitching, hitting, defense. Just uh, the atmosphere and the state being open and the crowds, Duty Noble Field, uh, man, it, it looks like that dude effect is in full swing. Man, I'll tell you what, I was talking to uh, I was talking to my brother yesterday. We've been coming to this ballpark since we were kids. I mean, when we were watching Rafael Palmero and Will Clark and all those guys play in the early 1980s, and we've seen great crowds, big crowds. We've seen Super Bowl all weekend crowds in the late 1980s of over 14,000, and I mean, we've been here. Well, the Burke Masters home run in 1990, which was massive here. But I'll say this. I don't think I've ever seen anything like collectively like I saw this past weekend. Um, and, that, that, and that includes the Stanford Super Regional in 2019, which was just like an ACDC concert, man. It was just wild. But this past weekend, for three consecutive days, because you sat there on Friday night, and you're like, wow, this is awesome. And then Saturday rolls around, and there's like, 3,000 more people, and you're going, how in the world are all these people in here? And then, you know, Sunday rolls around, and you've got 11,000. It's like, okay, all right, it's just another another day at the ballpark. Uh, It's so crazy, and those are actual numbers. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, it was was published that this was the second largest SEC weekend we've ever had. And you start looking back, and, and hey guys, we we know how you report numbers. I mean, in the in the past, and a lot of sure. people still do it about reporting the numbers that are sold and tickets that are out. Okay, you may have you may have a thousand empty seats, but you're gonna you know you're gonna say your capacity. Uh, this past weekend was people that walked in the door, and so I, I looked in the in the meeting yesterday morning, and I said, so what we're saying is, this weekend was the biggest crowds we've ever had. They were like, oh, absolutely. Um, and I think there's a lot of you know a lot of factors at play there, just because there's so many people just you know wanting things to get back. And I'm not going to jump into politics at all. I mean, it, the, the mandates are what they are. And man, I tell you what, it was uh, it was absolutely a blast uh, this weekend. And even you know, Doug Nikhazy with Ole Miss, he threw a complete game one hit shutout. Ole Miss won nine to nothing on Saturday, and still you leave the ballpark and everybody's like, "Golly, that was crazy. And that was awesome." So it, it was it was a lot of fun. It was it was a lot of fun this weekend, and um, I'm telling you, man, you know it's you guys have all done SEC Plus stuff and, and ESPN Plus stuff, and you understand how you, you've got to split it down the middle. It, it's a disservice to the broadcast to be a homer, 
But I'm telling you, man, when Tanner Allen hit a triple to clear the bases in the sixth inning the other day, and you take a 4-2 deficit into a 7-4 lead, and the place is just going berserk. I'm telling you, man, it took me about 30 minutes to get calmed down. I mean, it, my heart rate, boy, it was it was awesome. I mean, you talking about the adrenaline rush, it was awesome. Talking to Bart Gregory from Mississippi State, and we, we were talking earlier about how the rankings are, you know, they're fun to watch. They don't matter a ton because all those teams, whether it's whether you're first or 12th or whatever, you're going to be in a regional. Now, it does matter in terms of it used to matter. Let me back up. It used to matter in terms of being a host for a regional or a super regional. I don't know how that's going to play out now. State's going to get one because I'm sure they they bid maximum capacity. You'll have the opportunity with with your numbers to be a, a regional host. But, man, this thing's going to look really, really different isn't it and do you think they'll go full over the top regionalized from a geographic standpoint with their regionals like they did back after 9-11 or do you think this will be somewhere in between what we've been experiencing recently in that with the bids that are given out and, a, and they get sent. I, I think what you just said there, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be a hybrid. Um, I think you're going to have it regionalized and, you know, they're, they're going to choose these sites in the next couple of weeks. And that, that's been a talking point here. And of course, everybody looks, loves to look for a talking point that, you know, that, that may be a disservice to them, you know, because they're, they're going to choose the sites evidently at the end of this month. Well, if you look at state schedule, You've got Ole Miss this past weekend. You've got Vanderbilt this weekend, and then you know you look into you look into the month of May, and and all of a sudden you've got a Texas A and M, you've got a Missouri in there. You got a chance to make up some room you know, toward the end of your schedule, and so you're like, well, this, this is a team that was no doubt have probably have a chance to host. And I think another reason this weekend this weekend was so big is because you're going head to head with another team that's also ranked in the top ten. That just so happens to be 90 miles up the road, and so if you go into that regionalized effect, you know who gets that call. I think that's why Sunday's game was 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 massive, uh, of who wins that series. That's that's the thing that's out there. You know, what's the NCAA going to do when you when you host that site? You know, when when they give that host site, is there going to be any parameters around? You know, distance away from the players on the field. Is it going to be you know a maximum capacity number, a percentage wise? Uh, those are things that are out there that we just don't know, and so, um, you know, I'm not to put too much pressure on him at all, you know. But you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna know those answers. Uh, you know, John Cohen is on the D1 baseball committee. Um, now, of course, he quote unquote has to leave the room when when Mississippi State's discussed. But but uh, but anyway, at least at least I have a good thought and feel of knowing that there's a guy in the room who understands what capacity baseball is all about. He's Bart Gregory of the SEC Network and the Mississippi State Sports Network visiting with us here inside the Press Box. Catch our daily show weekdays on great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. And, of course, we always would love to hear from you. Email us at PressBoxRadio1 at gmail.com. Again, PressBoxRadio, the number one, at gmail.com. For Chris Stewart, for J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for joining us here on the Press Box Podcast.